0: Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic, naturopathic doctor and founder of Amore Wellness, and Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice, and this is my awesome co-host, Donovan. Today, we are talking about is happiness relative? Meaning like, does it mean different things for different people? So Donovan, what are your initial thoughts when it comes to the relativeness of happiness?
0: So I think it brings me back to something I've touched on a lot, which is first just like figuring out a definition. So in one sense, yes, the way that people talk about happiness is different for each one, just because sometimes people mean different things. True. But then I think there is also sort of this shared idea of like, you know happiness either either being attached to like an emotional high or
1: mm-hmm. some
0: sort of like purposeful high right like
1: mm-hmm. those
0: are the those are the buckets that like generally when i've seen people talk about happiness that's where it falls into but i'd be curious what some of your initial thoughts are on you know is happiness relative and different for people
1: yeah i think it it is relative and different for people for the most part but i think it's the the shared idea I think most people would have maybe not everyone was that everybody wants happiness or everyone is striving for happiness to some extent um but relative could be and I think for for even myself I could see my happiness varies by degrees you know like for me sometimes just happen having a cup of coffee for the day could bring me a lot of happiness and joy um, but there, there's other things that like, you know, celebrating my birthday is a higher level of happiness than that. But both things bring me happiness. Um, and I guess it kind of depends on like the context of what what is going on in my life too. Because some days I'm like not even thinking about how enjoyable my coffee is. And other days it's like, yeah, I just really need this right now. So It it does depend, but then there's other people that I think that, I think for, I think you agree with, because we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I think for some people, happiness is, like, a thing that is, like, oh, once you're happy, you should always be going for happiness, versus, for me, happiness is, like, a fluctuating emotion that, you know, is never going to be a constant state of being, (laughs) because that would be very unhuman, in my opinion, to just expect that you're going to be happy all the time. So I think me not having that expectation actually allows me to appreciate the happy moments even more.
0: Yeah, I think you touched on something really useful in terms of the shared parts, which is like happiness, if it means anything at all, is something that people desire, right? Like it's something that people actively want. Right. And then I think what changes drastically is sort of like what methods you use to get there Mm. and then the other piece is like how people sort of evaluate happiness matters a lot sort of like you were just saying is like the way that you expect to sometimes feel unhappy and other times feel happy like Mm -hmm. I feel like that evaluation itself influences your happiness So Mm -hmm. I feel like sort of the way that you like choose to evaluate your experiences and how desirable they are for you is sort of like part of the equation for what creates happiness.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think maybe for some people, happiness is like something that, oh, I have to be constantly doing something new, exciting to achieve happiness. So I have to keep like pushing myself further and further. Uh, Which I think, you know, to some degree has brought me some happiness when I've strived for something in my life and achieved that goal. Um, But at the same time, I find like, you know, what's helped bring more happiness in my life is having appreciation and gratitude for the things already going well in my life and not seeing it as like boring or dull or just it's like, oh, that's just life. Um, I think having appreciation for for what is has enhanced my happiness in a lot of ways. And I don't know if that's something that everyone can relate to.
0: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of a good way to sort of frame this out. Hmm. I feel like there are a bucket of things that generally make people happier, but they definitely don't work for everyone. Right. right? <laughs> like most people who cultivate some sort of gratitude practice feel happier but right. there are for sure people out there who are not practicing gratitude in any sort of intentional way or even in any natural way and yeah. still feeling com- like happy enough you know still feeling <laughs> good and and positive and right. and whatever else so i think you're on to something in terms of like the th- the specific uh what components that mm-hmm. an individual needs to feel happy are not the same per person for sure.
1: Absolutely. And
0: even stuff that generally works for almost everyone does not work for everyone. So I think it's about finding sort of this like bucket of, of things that, that happens to work for you. And, and another piece that I kind of want to get at is I feel like, sometimes conversation around happiness turn into binary mm-hmm. where you know, it's either like, oh, if I do this, I'm happy. And if this, I'm not. But like you said, when you're talking about like your birthday versus having a cup of coffee, like, I feel like it's all on a scale of just like, how happy or unhappy are you? And Mm -hmm. a lot of times I feel like there are like these practices or things you can do to make yourself a little more happy a little more of the time. Mm -hmm. But it's when people like you're talking about get stuck in this idea of like, I need to be happy or all the time. Like, sometimes I feel like they get anchored at a point on the scale that's so high that Mm -hmm. it's an impossible expectation to meet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see that a lot more. So I see people when they're in their lows or sad or depressed, they're, they're feeling like, well, I got to get out of this. This is not okay. This is not acceptable. I got to be happy. This is, and then they beat themselves up about not being able to quite get there. And I think that kind of is, self-defeating in a way and it's not probably going to help you be happier I mean it may be help motivate you to take some actions to to be happier but I think there has to be at least some acceptance in that like being sad is also a part of life as well as being happy and it's like yeah there's a difference of just like you know wallowing for for several months in sadness versus just like you know, never giving yourself permission to feel that um, emotion. I think that's a little different.
0: Yeah, it leads into something. And I'd be curious about your thoughts on this. Yeah. But it leads into sort of like, I feel like one thing that is different in in the way that people define happiness is sort of where that set point is. Because I feel like a lot of people who have done a lot of work are able to say that they're happy a lot more of the time, but they may not mean the same thing that someone who is frustrated that they aren't happy is mm-hmm. saying so by that i mean like let's mm-hmm. say that i uh i use my own example i used to feel like really miserable and depressed like a lot of the time mm-hmm. and now when i have those feelings i'm so much better at accepting and managing them and and diffusing them and sitting with them and all the different tactics and whatever else yeah and i would say that i'm a lot happier and that's the way that i would describe it to people mm-hmm. and even during some of the moments i can still say that like I'm happy, even though I don't feel good overall. Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder if like that's part of the distinction for people is like sometimes uh what I would call happiness or certain points that I would call happiness, other people with different definitions would be like, eh, I'm feeling content. Or, I'm feeling okay, or I'm feeling mm-hmm. you know, like the different labeling. yeah, um, and that's part of the reason that some people have such a hard time capturing happiness. But I'd be curious what you think about like sort of that idea.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point you made because I think the labeling, and I think we've talked about this in a different, like the word, the language we use is is all relative too. And content for one person could be happy for another person. And so content seems like, like if you could see happiness on a spectrum, like this is happy, this is sad. <laughs> and like content is like, on past the, the middle neutral ground, but slightly above <laughs> 50%, I guess, into the happiness rage. Um, and I, I guess I do kind of see it on a scale because I like, what would, because for some people, me drinking my coffee could be like, this is a content kind of thing, but there are moments where it is like content. It's like 55% happiness versus like, if I've been, like, going, going, going all day, all week long, and I'm exhausted, and this is the first time I get to, like, sit down and take a break and a breather and enjoy my coffee, that that would be, like, a 90 to me. <laughs> like, it depends on the context, too. So language can definitely vary person to person. And um, I think in, in any case, it's like, if you're interacting with someone and they're like, oh, I'm content. And you're like, oh, they're barely happy or they really happy. (laughs) Then it's just a matter of communication. Like we always go back to it's like uh, trying to understand what in their world and their context, happiness or contentment means.
0: Yeah, I I have another thing that I'm curious on your thoughts on, which is in the same sort of realm, like I, for example, don't experience on my scale, excitement. Like, mm. that emotion doesn't go that high. Hmm. And I'm curious if you think for people that their happiness scales sort mm-hmm. of differ, which is to say that, like, the happiest I'm capable of being is more or less compared to, like, the happiest, you know, the highest level of, like, that particular emotion for you or whoever else.
1: Mm-hmm. So are you are you saying you feel like you don't get excited that often? Or that's, like, separate from the happiness spectrum? I've, so
0: when i see so that was that's sort of an example of just like a different emotion
1: Uh or
0: like a related emotion but like when i see other people get really excited right Mm -hmm. the way that they experience that emotion visibly right obviously i'm not bad i don't know what it actually feels like for them but like i rarely if ever am able to like Match that level of excitement, like that th- th- that emotion at that intensity, just doesn't come yeah. to right. me very often, mm-hmm. if at all, if ever. Yeah. But like some some of the ways that I've seen people excited, like I gen genuinely don't know if I've ever experienced that same level of excitement. Mm. So I'd be curious how you feel about that, like as applied to the happiness, you, you know, sort of same because we've been talking about it as on a, on a scale. Um
1: Yeah. I think in that context, it it really is like each person has their own individual scale. And it's like your your ninety percent happy could be like expressive wise, like someone's 50% expressiveness. And and that goes in like, you know, it could be cultural differences. You know, my my husband is like from his heritage is Italian, so they're just way more expressive and like loud about it and then he's always calling me like deadpan which I don't really see but I guess in comparison to him yeah that's absolutely the case in, in many respects but I have known myself to like there have been instances in my life where I have been like over the top like screaming excited happy but it, it it really it takes more effort I think I something really has to like amp me up to get to that degree it's possible I think in my opinion um I, but I rarely show it so <laughs> I guess yeah
0: so as a follow-up to that I, I'm I'm just curious it, like we'll take let's take expression out of the
1: okay. equation
0: yeah and just talk about like feeling I'm curious if you think that, like, you know, and we can apply it to all emotions, but we're talking about happiness. But, like, if do you think the scales actually differ for people? And the reason I bring it up, I'll give you a second to think about it. But the reason I bring it up is when I think about unhappiness, Mm -hmm. like, it just seems to me that, like, some people in my life are capable of feeling such a deep (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. like, awful unhappiness that other people in my life you know if I take like the top and the bottom of the tier like the scales don't seem to match up to me
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: and I would have to imagine it goes the up you know it it, like not just in the negative direction um but that that's what I'm curious about your thoughts on
1: yeah no I think I think I would agree with that because I do know people that tend to like get in much much deeper like lows than myself and I guess it's it's yeah, everyone's scale is a little bit different. And I'm just kind of in relation to myself. I mean, I've I've gone gone through phases in my life where my emotions have been really like up and down. Um lately it's been a little more consistent, which I actually am appreciating. <laughs> um, I don't think I'd say I'm like the happiest I've ever been, but I, I'm really like enjoying and and loving my life for the most part. And I'd say I'm relatively happy most of the time, which I appreciate. Um, But that, yeah, I think it really varies because it's like, I think it's like dependent on the person, but it's also dependent on like, where they are in life. Because again, like I said, I've been through stages of my life where I've been like really roller coastering in my emotions based on like what was going on in my life or hormonal changes or things like that so uh yeah I I could say that you know that person might have more highs and lows but you know potentially they could like even out if their life evens out I guess (laughs) I don't know
0: yeah, no, I think that's that's a valid point. You know, like when I think about my past, for mm-hmm. example, there are lows that I don't see how I could possibly get into ever again mm-hmm. just because the way that I, I think now is different. Yeah. You know, like it would really take, uh, I mean, I would, I would just have to like forget some of the knowledge I have around mm-hmm. uh, like how to manage my experiences to be in those positions ever again. So I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, that sort of your your life circumstance makes a big difference. Another thing that I was thinking of is like I do feel fairly confident on on the individual emotional scale that different yeah. people uh feel different emotions at different intensities. Yeah. I'm I'm much less confident on the happiness scale just because happiness is a is a less, it's a more nebulous concept right mm-hmm. it's not like strictly an emotion you can speak about it that way like that can be a definition that you use but not everyone does mm-hmm. so it's also interesting to me just to think about like you know since it's sort of this more intangible feeling like just if it's the same for everyone just kind of what the basis of the question is mm-hmm. um not really anything else to like add to that but to me it's just an interesting concept since we don't have any like internal measurement tools to sort of figure out where different people are
1: yeah yeah that's they do have like um in psychology like one of like the the measures that sometimes I've given my patients um is like the phq9 which is kind of like a measure more a measure of depression really but I guess it's like oh can you reverse that <laughs> a measure of happiness And it's like relative to the last two weeks. It's like based on your entire life. And so it's like how you've been feeling over the last two weeks. Um, And, you know, obviously that's going to vary from person to person um, because it's like, what if you just um, had a loved one die in the last two weeks? That's going to change your scale significantly Um, or had like a major victory or win of some sort. That's going to change it significantly. So yeah i keep going back to context (laughs) it makes the difference yeah
0: yeah oh and i feel like that those sort of tests or questionnaires are sort of the best we can do right Right. now to try to suss this out but it's all self-report so like right you know there's no way of knowing how strong or different Mm -hmm. any of these like feelings or emotions or whatever actually is Right. Uh, which I guess is actually the answer to the question, you know, like
1: right, like it, strongly agree, it, strongly disagree. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it's it's pretty much impossible to know if there are actual differences in experience unless we come up with some other mm-hmm. magical tool for like wow. feeling and experiencing other people's actual lives. Uh, but I think there's there's enough overlap that m- happiness is mostly consistent between people.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I think you brought up a really good point before, um, which I kind of wanted to expand upon, is that uh, the fact that I've we've both done like a lot of personal growth and development. So me reaching certain lows seems almost like impossible given like the tools and the skill sets I've built over the years. Um, but so it's, and I also think it's just like the frequency And the severity is just never going to get to that degree Um, or or at least the the length. Or it's like, you know, I've had tragedies happen and uh, brought me into a pretty low place. But I knew, you know, one one thing that kind of helped me get out of it is just knowing that this isn't going to be forever. I'm not going to be. Um, depressed forever it's just like yeah this is part of the process kind of accepting it and allowing it to be and doing the work I needed to to heal and getting the support I needed to to heal and and move forward and yeah
0: yeah I feel like we're having sort of uh what an understanding or just mm-hmm. allowing space for uh what what uh what the ups and downs of life, basically the unexpected events and not just that, but the time to get back into the swing of things. Right. Cause I feel like that's one thing that I've not done particularly well in -hmm. the past is being like, cool. I got through this event. And then like three weeks later being like, I still don't feel good. And I'm like, (laughs) I I don't, I don't always give myself space and time for that. I'm just like, I should be better now. What the, what's going on here? But having, having some more of those, just like, Structured expectations and tools mm. to uh, understand what's realistic, I feel like mm, helps a lot. Makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, I was just remembering when I broke up with my college boyfriend. I didn't have a lot of these tools, and I just kind of like suppressed it and would just like pretend everything was fine and just go to work and just be like, "Yeah, I'm cool, and nothing's bothering me." And then, uh, and then I would end up crying every night <laughs> before bed, like for several months, and just not really like deal with it in the way that I I wouldn't deal with it now. I think I would just give myself permission to feel what I'm feeling through the day, and I would be more open and and vulnerable and share with people, and um, and that I think helps me. I know for me in my healing process and being able to move through those emotions and get to the other side.
0: Yeah. You talking about sort of the progression that you went through Mm -hmm. made me realize another, another thing that's sort of relative in the happiness realm, which is how well equipped you feel to move yourself Mm -hmm. on the scale. Right. Because I feel like my quality of life and my, my, it's it's weird because it's like kind of a circle, right? But like, <laughs> yes. as I felt more confident in my ability to alter my happiness, my happiness yeah. has increased, and like oh, totally. the bottom of the scale has sort of like drifted further and further away from where I regularly reach. Yeah, and like I, I I've seen it in other people too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, sort of having an understanding of how to move yourself on that scale m- makes you happier, or having no idea what to do. Like a, a lot of people I've seen are unhappy and don't know how to do right. anything to influence yeah. their happiness. Um, Then they're even more unhappy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing that's that's relative, but learnable. Like that might be the only thing that we've talked about today that you have a lot of influence over.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is like, that's a big thing that is relative. And I think when you even if you're in a low and, but you, you're confident in your capability of moving through it and moving past it. it, it, It's that in itself is empowering to a person versus if you don't know how to do that, then you're like, like I'm stuck or you're feeling helpless. And that's also just generally, you know, I think something that, that helplessness kind of mindset is something that's more common in people with, depression and struggling to, to get out of those depressive episodes. So, you know, learning the skills can definitely make the difference.
0: Yeah. I'll say even within the last few days, I had a day that I was just starting to feel like down in a way that in the past, uh, without tools or understanding, I would have just given up or yeah. just like laid there or whatever, just had like a slow, <laughs> lazy day, mm-hmm. but I knew, and I know because I've done this enough times that I was like, great. I don't feel good right now. I'm going to go do all the stuff that I know that I like need mm-hmm. to do. If I yeah. still don't feel good. Cool. But like, I'm going to go walk, take yeah. a walk outside. I'm going to go meditate. I'm going to go do, uh, make sure that like I have enough calories. Cause sometimes I don't eat enough, uh, yeah. and all those things to like get myself back on track. Yeah. And that instance, it doesn't always work, but that yeah. instance, I was able to like Go from like, oh, today's trending in a bad, bad way. I don't feel good. I'm not going to be happy to like, to again, not like, oh, I'm ecstatic, but sort of back to this like contentment baseline Mm -hmm. that's like a little bit higher than um, neutral. Yeah. And for me, that was awesome. Like having, knowing that I have that skill Mm -hmm. and ability compared to where I used to be in life is like you said, so, so, so empowering.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's like, I get that when you're in a low state, I just want to make this point for people in the, in those low moments to know that, like, it might be the last thing you want to (laughs) do. But I mean, I think it's okay to give yourself permission to like lay in bed if, if for a few hours or a few days, if that's what you really feel like you need, but then knowing like, okay, these are the steps that help me get out of this state exercise, meditation. Um, connecting with others makes the difference. And even though I'm like, I do not feel like it at all. It's like, I know once I get in started, it's going to feel good and I'll probably want to continue it. um, And I'll feel better on the other side. So it's like, you kind of have to like, get over that. I don't feel like it thing sometimes which is challenging in those moments but the more you do it the more you understand that like you know I don't have to listen to that little voice that says I don't want to (laughs) just listen to the other voice that says like you know this is going to make you feel better yeah
0: yeah when I have those days I don't always win but yeah uh, the days that I do it's because I've made an effort to like fight through whatever those feelings are to do the stuff that I know works at least right. some of the time, if not most of the time.
1: Yeah, totally. All right. Well, I think we covered this topic pretty well. Were there any final points you wanted to make before we wrap up? Uh, Yeah,
0: the last thing, and kind of already said this, but even if happiness is relative in terms of mm-hmm. the size of the scale or right. uh, where your baseline is or whatever else, taking sort of dedicated action can help you move up the scale or increase your ability to move up the scale. And uh, you may not be able to change, you know, whatever your genetic baseline is, but it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if it's relative, right? Like, yeah. there are still things that can be done to mm-hmm. sort of increase your happiness, even if it doesn't put you out of, you know, a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. Uh, incremental improvements are also useful.
1: Yeah, totally. And I do think it's like, you know, I think a baseline potentially for some people can change. Like I, I would say it has changed for myself, um just from like the skill set and the tools that I've developed over the years. So let's keep that in mind <laughs> for everyone. all right. Well, thank you for tuning in this week. We appreciate you. and if you appreciate us, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and help spread the happiness in the world. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan.
0: We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode?
1: For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicebong.com. And you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong.
0: You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy.
1: Catch Catch you next next time. time.